The 11th of February is the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. So here at Tune FM, we sat down to chat to some fantastic women in the science fields here at UNE to discuss why it's so important to them and what advice they have for young women and girls who are interested in making a career in science. So over the next hour or so, you'll hear from them right here on 106.9 Tune FM. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Could you introduce yourself for me, please? Yep. Hi, my name is Wee. Um, but um, my full name is Suwijai Jadupon Hongshai. I am a Thai student who just been in Amidale for like uh, four months. Um, the reason I came here, I'm doing my PhD in uh, geology and paleontology. Yeah, which is very, very interesting. So what got you interested in studying geology and paleontology? Um... I think the main reason is because my dad, he is a school teacher and teach about um, physics. And he is the first one who introduced me to know about the geology. And I just like um, really, um, after listening to him, I'm really like a want to know more. So this is, yeah, this is the beginning to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you study geology undergraduate as well yeah both uh, in bachelor degree and master degree but it is in thailand yeah and this is not my first time abroad i mean i used to like uh, did a job do a short analysis short research in austria europe yeah but this is just short time but it's fantastic yeah yeah so what do you find most interesting about what you study um if it, yeah, we are talking about geology and paleontology, right? So um, I would say, um, apart from loving like uh, being outside and hiking and what is camping, um, I love the most about the what is it when the time is come to like, like, I mean. I mean, when I got the result of the analysis data or everything, but it is doesn't like doesn't like uh, what I think in the beginning, and I have to figure it out. What does it mean? This is quite challenge for me to like uh, find out that that answer, and yeah, and as you know, like there is a phase in geology that said like. The present is the key to the past. So what we are doing now is we use the present, present, uh, what is it, present jigsaw puzzle, like rocks and mirrors, mm-hmm. to find the history of Earth in the past. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So it? what advice do you have for young women and girls who are interested in science or who are coming to study science at UNE for the first time? Mm, I mean, science is always fun. And I think the person who, like, um, always question things and always have, like, a curiosity. So the um, science is the perfect place for them to, like, come to find, like, to along the, that journey, I mean. Um, and I mean, 
for studying whatever branches in science, it's not too late. I mean, you can start with what whenever you're ready, even you have the reason to like uh, do another thing first. But at the end, whatever, whenever that you have like a uh, you're ready to do it, just do it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for coming in and for sharing with Thank us you. and for your Thank advice. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Yep. Today on Tune FM, we're talking to another scientist here from UNE. Could you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about what you study? Um, yeah, thanks for having me. My name's Sue Wilson. I'm a pref- professor in environmental pollution um, in our School of Environmental and Rural Science at UNE. Thanks. So what got you interested in studying this? Um, Well, I'm a chemist originally. I did a Bachelor of Chemistry with honours. And I took an elective in environmental chemistry um, and loved it. Just found that um, it was me. It was me fitting in the right hole. I found I loved working in the field. Uh, It gave me opportunities to work in different laboratories and with a whole range of different people. And and, And I... very much linked in with the applied nature of the discipline. So what do you find most interesting about your discipline? Um, What I'm working on, there's always different challenges. So in my discipline, I'm obviously working on chemicals in the environment. And my um, uh, speciality is in soils. um, And I look at how chemicals, how they get there, how they move, what they do in the environment, um, whether they cause a risk to organisms, plants and humans, and then how we can do something about it, how we can remediate and hopefully get to a position where we know enough that we prevent a similar problem happening in to the future. So I really enjoy working out in the field um, as well as in the laboratory and also because it's environmental science as well. Um, I'm always working with a range of different experts in the field, um, not just the field um, when I'm doing my work, just a range of different people. You can't do environmental science on your own. You have to have expertise from a number of different people. So you're always working in teams um, to solve problems that are important for us today. Yeah, that does sound really interesting and fun as well to engage with so many different people. What advice do you have for young women and girls who are coming to university, studying science or who may be interested in science? Um, Always go with what you enjoy. You'll always um, excel um, and um, feel good about things when you're enjoying what you do. Um, Work with people you enjoy working with and ask. Ask questions um, and um, take up challenges that are given to you. And, And if you feel that you... You, you get a bit sunk with the challenge, just ask. Ask people around you. There's lots of people around you that can support in your discipline. But my main um, piece of advice is always do what you enjoy. And if you're not enjoying something at that, that stage, have a look at other options, talk, ask, ask the questions, and then have a go at something um, different within that science discipline. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for that advice and for coming on and and sharing a bit about your story and how you got involved with science. Thanks, Ash. So to get us started, can you introduce yourself and what a field your study is in? Yeah, thanks. My name is Steph Richter-Stretton and I'm a second year PhD candidate at UNE and I study both paleontology and geology. Specifically, what I'm doing for my PhD is studying animals from the Cambrian from about 540 million years ago 
And what I'm interested in these animals is the different ways that they're preserved and what that means about early biodiversity and diversification of these animals. The Cambrian is a really, really special time because during this time we see the animal life become really complex and there's a huge appearance of most animal phyla in the fossil record for the first time. So what got you excited to study this? It really was a little bit of a roundabout journey. Um, I've always been really interested in the world and life and why things are the way they are. As a little kid, I was always asking questions and coming up with these bizarre experiments I would make up at home. I'm, I'm very grateful for how patient my parents were with me. And I don't really know where the love of paleontology started, but I've had it for as long as I could remember, really. And I spent a long time studying dinosaurs or working with dinosaurs, rather. And then I came to UNE to do my Bachelor of Geoscience once I finished high school. And I studied a lot of what we would call hard rock or traditional geology during that time and worked out that as much as I loved ancient life, I also loved rocks too. And I finished up with that degree in May of 2020, which was a pretty tricky time to be finishing up a degree. So I worked in some other jobs for a while while I decided what else I wanted to do. And I actually was introduced to a wonderful role model who is now my supervisor, Dr. Marissa Betts. And I loved the work that she did with early Cambrian animals. And for me, that really inspired, I guess, my desire to learn how life came to be the way it is today. And so I ended up working with her on Cambrian stuff. And here I am today. Yeah, which is so awesome. Um, What do you find most fascinating about maybe the Cambrian specifically? Oh, that's tricky to narrow it down. I think for me, though, it's the fact that this is really the first time we're seeing examples of things that we find in the modern animal world. We're starting to see predation and complex ecosystems and intertrophic webs. And I just think it's a really wonderful time to, to I guess, understand life better fundamentally. And I mean, it's the first time that these, these animal groups, these phyla, appeared. I think that's a really wonderful thing to understand better. What advice do you have for young women and girls who are interested in science or who may be coming to study science at UNE for the very first time? I think the big game changer for me was to surround yourself with other women where you can. It took most of my life to be exposed to a a woman role model in STEM, so I know firsthand how tricky it is. But the, the stronger that network is and the stronger connections you have with other women and girls is what's really helped me in terms of inspiration and motivation and just just feeling connected and supported. And then when those tough days do come along, you have that network to fall back on. And that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, some, some great leader in STEM that you've seen on TV. It could be your teachers, academics at uni, your friends and peers um, and, you know, as a bit of a side note, if there's someone you see at uni that you would love to hear from, you are most welcome to reach out to any of us. I'm sure we'd all be overjoyed to hear from someone looking for a little bit of advice or support. And it sounds like there's a really good, solid community here at UNE as well. Oh, absolutely. That is just, it's one of the most wonderful things about studying at UNE. And I think in particular in our earth science department, we now have a really, really strong network of women, both students and staff, and it is just the most wonderful place to work and study. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today, Steph, and for sharing your interest and love of science and your advice for anyone out there who is interested in studying. Thanks for having me, Ash. So just to get started, can I get your name and what you study, what you do here? 
Right. So, hello everyone. I am Dr. Ria Mukherjee. I am a lecturer here at UNE, joined seven months ago. And uh, my field of research um, is uh, working on mineral resources, which are of economic interest. So, I love working on uh, resources such as um, chromites and platinum group elements and uh, nickel sulfides, which are, uh, which are important resources for elements such as chrome, nickel and uh, platinum. And these are all critical metals, uh, very important uh, now that we are transitioning towards a greener future and battery elements. So some nickel, for example, is an element, it's a crucial element, which is uh, helping us to transition towards more greener uh, form of energy like the battery um, technology. Yep. So what got you interested in studying this? Uh, well, it's actually interesting because um, I never had, I'm from India uh, and I've done all my education and everything is from India. So I had no idea about geology, unfortunately, before that. Uh, so when I was, um, so when I completed school and I was in getting uh, enrolled into university, I was someone who was actually wanting to do chemistry. I was an absolute chemistry nerd. I was very sure that I'm going to do organic chemistry or have a, have a future in biochemistry. And then uh, as I went um, looking for opportunities in universities and, and asking people around, I suddenly chanced upon this this particular discipline called geology. And I was like, okay, um, why don't I just try out a class and just see, you know, what uh, how the lectures are in, in this discipline. So I ended up uh, attending a class uh, informally and uh, and you know, tectonics was being taught in that class. Uh, it, they were talking about that the professor there was talking about seafloor uh, spreading and uh, plate tectonics and that completely got me hooked and I was like wow I've never ever encountered um, you know this kind of a subject before uh, I had in school um, you know PCM physics chemistry maths biology uh, but never actually anything which dealt so deeply with the earth and its different concepts so just that one class actually just got me hooked and I was like wow that sounds quite interesting and then I asked around a few of my seniors and I was like you know what's this discipline like um, what's your take on this and you know how are you liking it and they all were like you should definitely join it's a great discipline and there's a lot of field work we go out uh, into remote areas um, and uh, we do field work and everything looked like I mean sounded so new and just so exciting and adventurous and I was like, yeah, sure, let me sign up for it. And I've never had to look back uh, again. It's been an amazing journey so far with geology. Yeah. And now you've got a PhD in geology I've got a PhD, well, yeah. yes. That was also unplanned, really. Uh, again, I mean, with my specialization in, in mineral resources, that also kind of came upon just, uh, it was just, again, something that uh, just happened. Like I was sitting in a I was uh, attending a lecture in old geology that was in the last part, I mean, the final year of my undergrad. And by then, all my friends were like, they had decided what they wanted to do in their career. And I was like, still figuring it, figuring it out. I was like, okay, let's just see what interests me. And then I just happened to uh, attend this lecture um, in old geology where... Um, a fairly new uh, lecturer had just joined back and he was talking about uh, chromatides and he happened to show us photographs of the, these ore bodies uh, in South Africa. And I don't know, it just this, that class and the way he taught, I, I, it got me hooked and it got me interested. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. And I then approached him for uh, a possibility of doing a master's. 
and then i worked on a chromatite um, uh, deposit in india which was which is one of the oldest uh, chromatites in india 3.1 billion years and that too you know like doing my masters i started delving deeper into it and i kind of realized that okay i i like research and i um, you know i'm I, i was enjoying the process so i was like okay let's do a phd then so yeah it, it's been um, Yeah, it's been a good journey so far. Yeah. What's been your favorite part about studying geology or something that you find most fascinating about the subject? I think the 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 best part for me is the field work. Uh it's a necessary part for our uh for our discipline. It's one of the most uh, I think it's a it's it's something which is very uh, intrinsically linked to um, the discipline like you have to go out to the field because you whatever concepts are taught in class you kind of have a 3d idea of of you know you can see features in 3d so for the three dimensional aspect and and you know like you can apply your theories in class when you go out into the open and, and look at rocks in the natural setting so field work is a very important uh, part of our discipline and i think that's something that i enjoy the most about uh, this discipline that we have to travel far and wide sometimes in remote areas and i think it's the only discipline that uh, delves into our planet and uh, talks about you know every it captures the entire story of our planet and how it has been sustaining itself and uh, you know even what's the, what's the future going to look like so i think that's fascinating and the other fascinating uh, thing that i find about uh, geoscience uh, would be that uh, the concept of time i don't think any other discipline like chemistry or biology or even physics i would say deals with time like we do so for us time is a, is it's like the fourth dimension we call it because it's something it's it's an important parameter that we always need to understand and when we are um digging up uh, or unraveling the story of the earth or understanding what are the time scales at which processes take place um and um so that we kind of understand what has been happening to the earth ever since its birth till till the present time so time is a really important concept to us as well mm. yeah. what advice do you have for young women and girls who are interested in science or coming to university to study science for the first time I would encourage uh, I mean for women I would say that you know I think everywhere there is a need need for women to uh, there is not a great representation of women in STEM and that needs to really change so I would encourage everyone to come up and pursue um, you know STEMs or in any kind of discipline that they are interested in the sciences there's a lot of opportunities and it's it's great to kind of give it a go and I know for women um, I mean it's important you know we do we do kind of um, have st- statistics saying that there's not enough uh, women in leadership roles and all of that and that can only change if you have women coming into universities and taking up uh, you know getting interested in stems going uh, forward and as they move forward i mean as i i mean that's something that uh, is important for women to understand is that we need to we need to be confident we need to just follow our passion we need to ask the right questions and have and build up a support system you know who can have our back and that is something we need to consciously try and develop wherever we go have a great bunch of support system and uh, you know because um, and, and do not second guess yourself you know we are all smart and confident individuals uh, we, and there needs to be more of us uh, in stem so that there would be going you know going down the line we'll have more 
women leading uh, in leadership roles in in these um, you know uh, in stems and which you know which is what we want because that can change uh, so many things if i talk about the university uh, cons- uh, you know the ad- uh, the university structure if you have more women in um, leadership roles you would have you know change in terms of uh, you know there would be more diversity in terms of recruitments there would be diversity in terms of policies and the and that is what can lead to change so yes we need to they ha- so the first step is definitely to have more of them enrolling in into universities and yeah that would be my message yeah yeah fantastic thank you and for anyone coming into UNA what geo subjects do you teach in case they want to check it out yeah so i am actually at the moment uh, so i've I've taught last trimester and uh, so t2 and t3 and i've mainly taught uh, the first year uh, subject so i've taught geol 120 uh, the dynamic earth and geol 110 which is um, uh, the blue our blue planet and i also have taught this time an environmental geology uh, course for the third years uh, it's geol 313 and it's mostly about uh, the, the geol 313 is mostly to kind of boost up your uh, research repertoire how how do you do research so it's something that you know students come up with their own projects and i kind of guide them through and then they have to uh, uh, they have to draft and write a research project about what are the environmental problems that are happening in Australia at the moment, what kind of mitigation is happening, and you know they assess the situation and they have to write their own story on it. So yeah, it's, so far it's been good, and I hope to kind of uh, you know take up uh, old geology perhaps uh, and you know teach a little bit into my specialization. But yeah, I mean teaching the first years have been a great experience so far. Yep. Yeah, and there you go. If you're coming to UNA to study geology, check out Ria's unit. <laughs> yep. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us today, Ria. It's been really awesome. And I hope you've inspired a whole new cohort of young women to come join us here in science. Thanks a lot, Ash. It was wonderful talking to you. To get us started, could you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about what you do? Thanks, Ash. Um, I'm Momena. I'm from Bangladesh. And I ca- came here with immigration, but with an interest of doing my PhD higher study here because I did uh, my master's in molecular biology and I thought I'll conduct, my, I mean, I'll do my PhD in future in, in molecular science. So now currently I'm doing my PhD, nearly finishing up my PhD in molecular ecology. So I'm focusing on a particular rare species here in New England area. Uh, which is um, uh, eucalyptus species. You know how Australia loves eucalyptus. So I'm working on eucalypts. Yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. What got you interested in studying science and in focusing on molecular biology? Well, um, back in my country, um, when I was a little girl, I came to know that I have to become a doctor. But unfortunately, I did not get chance in a medical college. And then uh, fortunately, I got chance in an agricultural university. So um, that make I mean, I was always interested in life sciences, then in um, engineering and the other part of the science. So I was focusing in life science, you know. And in life science, I was interested in botany then, like um, zoology. So that br- brought me into like in agriculture instead of medicine. And then when I started studying, um, I came to know about the molecules, DNA, RNA, and that uh, I found like, well, why not I want to see them in the real life, not like in the book. So how does DNA look like? And then how the and then uh, how the tissue culture happens. So I, I read them back in my undergrad in the books and the lectures and all, but I never 
had the chance to see them practically. So that made me like more interested in getting into it, like more detail. So I could do my research and I could see them in life science. That's the reason why I came into molecular science. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good reason, I think. What do you find most interesting about what you study? Um, when I did my um, master's, like postgrad in India, I did some trans trans. I, I my work was on transgenic, so I I that by then I know how like how we do the cloning, and then that was so fun for me how to construct a. a I mean the bacterial construct, and then insert the gene into uh, the. Uh, in, I mean the plant I'm interested on to improve. So these are the thing made me very like. And then again, when I worked in Bangladesh as a scientist in a company, my work was to mostly on improvement of crops because my past background was crop agriculture. So that time I found like, oh, I can use science in this 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 area to improve like tissue culture, like breeding. All these things made me more interested in like being into this area of science. And then when I came to Australia, especially in this region, I was looking for a PhD in, in my area. But unfortunately, I did not find any of the supervisor was working in my, my area of interest. So when I came to know that my supervisor was looking for a PhD student and she was doing something on molecular science, so I showed my interest. Okay, well, I, I will, whatever it is, even if it's a forest tree, but it's a plant. So I thought, okay, let's get into it. And that's dragged me into like molecular ecology. And then I came to know that how Australia loves eucalypts, how they're trying to conserve the eucalypts. And the species I'm working on right now is a very like um, rare species in um, northern inland. So our focus is now on to, I mean, that has been declared as a rare species in this area. So our focus is to save the, I mean, conserve these species. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm here and doing my study on this area. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. What advice do you have for other young women who are coming in to study science? Okay, um, Look, we sometimes feel that science might be very hard, a tough area of study. I would say no, because there is a lots of different stream of science. So whoever feels easy to whichever can choose the study area, one thing. And then being a woman in science make the scientific community more diverse, so far I understand. And then the other thing is balancing the scientific community. And then the other thing is whoever wants to... Just get into it. Whatever you feel interested in, just get into it. Not like get scared of science. Like, oh, that might be. If you don't like engineering, just don't go for it. If you if you like engineering, go for it. Even if you are a woman, that doesn't mean that you cannot. cannot. And I, I actually don't don't like to like like a, there is a in especially in our our part of the world like women cannot do these women can but women can do everything. That's what I feel. So go for it, girls. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you science so much. Science is fun. <laughs> science is fun. fun I, I completely yeah. agree. Science yeah, is you, a lot you, of fun. You, with science, you, you get lots of hands-on knowledge. That's what I would say in the labs and even in the field. If you were doing some observations in the field, I would say it's it's fun again. Yes. Like you, you can see the changes in the trees or changes in the any of the wild spaces. So it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for coming on, Momina, and sharing your passion and your love of science and your advice for 
everyone out there who may be coming to study science. Yeah, thank you. To get us started, can you introduce yourself and what your career of study is in? Uh, my name's Dr. Marissa Betts, and I'm a geologist and paleontologist here at the University of New England. And my field of study is the Cambrian explosion of life. And this is where we see in the geological record um, the geologically abrupt appearance of lots of complex animal body plans um, in the rock record. Uh, so for billions of years prior to the Cambrian, life was dominated mostly by microbes, but in the lower Cambrian we see this very sudden appearance of lots of different complex animal life. And um, really the roots of all um, uh, animals uh, have their animals today have their origins way back down in, in the lower Cambrian. So what made you decide to study geology and the Cambrian specifically? Um, my pathway into um, science is a bit convoluted, but probably everyone's pathways in life are all over the place. Um, I started out in, um, well, if you go way back, I was in visual arts for a long time <laughs> and then ended up um, in museum studies and then from museum studies found my way to geology and then from geology realised I really loved paleontology and um, I had a wonderful supervisor and mentor in my later undergraduate years and during my honours and then PhD who was a Cambrian paleontologist and um, he showed me the way of the small shelly fossils and I haven't looked back since. The ammonites and stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's so many different ones. Um, ammonites are a type of mollusk, and we certainly do have the um, representatives of mollusk all the way down in the Cambrian. They're some of the classic small shelly fossils. Small shelly fossils is just a umbrella term for a whole bunch of different stuff that made shells in the mm. Cambrian, and they are typically millimetric, so they are pretty small. Not everything was small in the Cambrian. You definitely got trilobites, and they could get up to dinner plate size, um, but the the particular um, type of fossils that I work on kind of fit into that little tiny size bracket, the small shellies. Yeah. So what do you find most interesting about your field? Um, I, I think I really love it because um, I get the opportunity to tackle paleontological and geological questions. And um, so a lot of my work is to help refine the geological time scale. And you can use fossils to help understand how old rocks are. And that geological time scale that probably everyone has seen with um, Jurassic and Cretaceous and Triassic and all those classic names on it, a lot of that is um, defined by the um, temporal range or the ages of fossils. And so the fossils are really important um, tools for understanding ages of rocks. They're important tools for also understanding the distribution um, and movement of the tectonic plates on the surface of the earth over time. But they're also um, incredibly important in their own right for understanding how life evolved. And so you can look at them from all these different perspectives. I'm certainly never bored, that's for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> can you also use them almost as a way to imagine how life will continue to evolve? Um, sure, yeah. I mean, that is certainly um, a, a 
an aspect of what we do as well. I guess technically, you know, paleontology is certainly very past looking, isn't it? Mm. It's the, you know, the definition of a fossil is something that has been alive in the past. But we're always sort of thinking about obviously moving towards um, something different in the future. And so anything that we can understand about our past um, is going to be extraordinarily important for helping us predict the future, particularly with things like climate change as well. The, the fossil record and the paleontological record is the only source of data about climate on long time scales. So, of course, we have to look at the, the fossil record for understanding what the climate might be like in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess finally, what advice do you have for young women and girls who are interested in science or who might be coming to UNE to study science for the very first time? I think it's all about community. You know, whatever you end up doing, you've got to love the community you're part of. Um, People don't often talk about the sort of the role that community plays in science. You know, you kind of sometimes we get the impression that people say either got to be good at it or you're not. Um, And I don't really believe that necessarily. Um, For me, myself, the reason that I stuck around in science is because I had a wonderful community of people around me when I was doing my undergrad and then my um, postgrad studies. And that is kind of what I I try to produce here at UNE um, with my group of students as well. So um, find find what you love, but also find the people you love. And that combination is a it's a winning, winning combination for success, I think. Thank you so much for that advice and sharing your passion with us and for coming on and being great as always. Absolutely. My pleasure. To get us started for our listeners today, can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what your degree of study is in? My name is Caitlin Parker and I have completed my Bachelor of Science Honours, um, majoring in neuroscience and biotechnology. Um My honours was on the topic of Q fever vaccines and how to measure the immunity created by those vaccines. And after completing my honours, I've ended up working as a research assistant in autism research regarding early childcare. So what drew you to studying neuroscience? Well, I'm autistic myself and I grew up sort of learning quite a bit about brains and the different ways that brains can be. And so when I saw that neuroscience was an option at UNE, it was something that I ended up really wanting to give a try. But I am really glad that I did choose um, biotech, biochem as my second major because I ended up um, I ended up enjoying that more, those units and that being the direction that my honours went in, that ended up being what I preferred out of my two majors. So what fascinates you about the subject that you're studying? During my honours, I really enjoyed, um, in particular, learning about Coxiella bonetii, the bacteria that um, causes Q fever, and the ways that it adapts to its environment. It's really resistant to all sorts of environmental stresses and actually can survive inside some of the most acidic environments inside human cells, which is really interesting. So how did studying Q fever in your honours and that work help with the autism research that you're doing now? I think that a big thing that 
my honours and the autism research that I'm doing now have in common is the shift from having personal, like a bit of personal experience, a bit of sort of life-gained knowledge of a topic, and then being introduced to that topic in an academic context and having to bring yourself up to speed on the literature and looking at it through that different lens while still benefiting from what you know from your life. I grew up on a farm and Q fever is something that is discussed. It's a zoonotic disease. It, um, it comes from animals. You can end up like farmers and vets are quite a bit at risk. So when I was growing up, there were times where the people around me had to get tested and vaccinated and so on. So it was something I'd heard about before going in to do the study. I had that little bit of background. And the same with autism, the stuff that I had picked up throughout my life, throughout reading about my own situation and the situation of other people. Going from what I knew being mostly based in lived experience and what I had learned of from other people having lived experience about the topic and going into the academic environment and learning about what the literature has to say. Do you have any advice for young women and girls who are coming to study science for the first time? I think my biggest bit of advice would probably be to look for the support that is available to you. Um, UNE, in my experience, has had a lot of support available, particularly in particularly in the science field. And it's really important, especially when you're coming into university for that first time, to be able to reach out to that support and know how to find it and know how to make use of it because you can really benefit. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for coming on and chatting with us about your research and your experiences. Thank you. Just to get started today, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about what you're studying? Absolutely. So, hi everyone out there. My name is Eleanor Barnett and I just completed my honours in a geoscience major and I'm going on to do either a master's or a PhD in the same area. So I study paleontology as an aspect of geoscience. And my focus is particularly on the Cambrian era, which is about 500 million years ago. And everything there was marine and usually invertebrate. So that's the animal group that I study. Very interesting time period as well. What drew you to studying geoscience and the Cambrian? So what drew me to study geoscience overall is that I've always been really interested in the topic. It was always my first preference for a degree. It was just quite hard for me to actually do it when I was an undergrad student. I've got a physical disability and I live in a very regional part of Western Australia. University options were limited anyway, and geoscience just didn't happen to be available in my undergraduate days. But I sort of put it on the back burner until I eventually found some online units, I could do with electives, uh, which is actually 3D. And from there, it turned into a 
realization that I'd be able to do geoscience as a postgraduate major, which was just as good as if I'd done it the other way around. The Cambrian as a particular focus, and you're right, it's a very interesting era. Well, I studied it a bit when I was doing those electives, and certainly it's where, you know, complex rice and animal rice really starts to take off. And I think probably the main thing that drew me to it is my supervisor, Dr. Melissa Betts, happened to have a project in the Cambrian that I could do entirely from home. And as a long-distance physically disabled student, something I could do on my laptop at home without having to go all the way to New South Wales seems like a pretty good option. Yeah, that's that's really great that they have that option for you there. What do you find most fascinating about what your focus is? Oh, that is an interesting one. I all of this, you ask them what's most fascinating about your area. We usually have a hundred answers and take two hours to tell you. But <laughs> it's simpler and shorter. I am really interested in how... I can use statistical modeling to actually uncover physical traits and evolutionary traits in a species of honestly quite simplistic organism. I'm studying an invertebrate marine worm called Microdiction as got very simplistic anatomy. And it's living relatives today's velvet worms or onychophorians are also really simplistic. So the fact that I can actually uncover things like growth patterns and and head and tail directionality using statistical software is actually really fascinating. It's amazing what you can do with just images and programming to get some really detailed anatomical and anatomical data. Yeah, that does sound really interesting. And I think... The velvet worms are so cool, so it'd be really interesting to see as well what they were like hundreds of millions of years ago as well. The Just to finish, yeah, I, I can imagine they would be. You know, if it, what it, what do they say? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to finish off, what advice do you have for young women and girls who are coming to study science at university for the very first time? Yeah, so. I'm not going to pretend that being a woman in science isn't challenging. Um, I went to a couple of conferences last year and there were fantastic opportunities. And one of them was actually the section I was in was dedicated to access and inclusion in geoscience. And there's really important conversations around it that the thing that stood out most noticeably was at all those conferences, the majority of geoscientists and in fact scientists in general are men. And so that's one of the challenges you're gonna face going into this field is your very male based competition and the decision makers are going to be male. That doesn't mean that there was a moon for women there absolutely is, and that moon is expanding. And just because it's male dominated doesn't mean that there's why to keep women out either. So basically, as I've also got a disability, I've got a fair experience with discrimination and barriers. 
So the best thing to do if you really are interested in a discipline like science is keep pushing forward and try and find those workarounds. If you encounter a barrier that says it's not for you, that you want to do it, keep looking for other ways to do it because there will be an ask for you to be a successful female scientist. You just will find some obstacles on the way. But, you know, the work we do, especially in geoscience, uncovering the origin of species, sometimes even of life on this planet or potentially life on other planets, is absolutely worth the effort. So, persevere, and definitely, if you love science, do science. That's fantastic advice. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming on and, and having this chat with us today, Eleanor. It's been really great to talk to you. And I hope a That's lot great. of people out there listening got something great out of your advice and maybe have a renewed interest in geoscience and the Cambrian. Thank you. It was great to be here. Could I get you to introduce yourself to everyone and just tell us a bit about what you're doing? Yep. My name is Deb Bauer and I'm an associate professor here at UNE. I am an aquatic ecologist and a conservation biologist, so I spend a lot of time trying to research how to save animals that live in wetlands and rivers. Yeah, you might have heard Deb on Tune before talking about turtles, uh, which is, I think, one of your areas that you focus on. Yep. So what got you interested in studying science and in studying uh, aquatic ecology? Well, when I was growing up, I really liked animals. And when I was younger, I didn't really realise that zoology and ecology were something that you could get a job in. And so originally I thought that I would be a veterinarian or I'd work in a zoo. And it wasn't until I did work experience at Queensland Parks and Wildlife where they had a colony of different kangaroos and wallabies that I realised that zoology was a discipline. It was something that you could study at university and it's all about wild animals there's a research element, so we have a lot of fun trying to figure out why animals do what they do and how we can help better conserve them. Yeah. What do you find most interesting about your specific area? So I study freshwater turtles a lot, and they're just the funkiest, weirdest, coolest animals. Some of them breathe out of their bum. Some of them nest underwater. More recently, scientists have found out that they're talking to each other under the water. And so they're just full of surprises and it's really hard to predict what they're going to do. We're constantly thinking that we're getting a handle on something that's going on and then they'll surprise us again. So I love being curious, hanging out with turtles out bush and spending time asking questions and trying to figure them out. Yeah. What advice do you have for young women or girls who are interested in science or are coming to study science at UNE? I think it's important to know yourself and your superpowers, to think about what you enjoy doing and you're good at doing. So is that writing? Is that being creative? And to find a job that you can do for eight hours a day for the rest of your life. Some people say that you should follow your passion. And I think you should think about whether your passion is something you want to do for work. Is it going to get you a job at the end of at the end of your degree um, or is it something that you might do for fun on the side so on the side I like to do pottery I'm never gonna make that as a career but science has lots of different opportunities and so if you learn the skills of asking 
uh, scientific questions, a scientific process. It gives you skills in writing and data analysis, in communication, and then that opens up a world of different employment opportunities. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us a bit about your journey and your advice. It's been really great to have you. Thanks for having me.